Welcome to the Korean Atlas and History. Each episode, we will take you on an exploration through some aspect of Korean culture, the landscape, the history, and more. Today, on the Korean Atlas in History, Famous Koreans, Sundok Yeowang. Sundok Yeowang, or Queen Sundok of Shilla, was a queen of one of the three kingdoms of Korea from 632 to 647 AD. She was the 27th ruler of Shilla and its first reigning queen. She was the second sovereign female ever recorded in East Asian history. She's known for encouraging a renaissance in thought, literature, and the arts. In The History of the Three Kingdoms, or the Samguk Sagi, she is noted to be generous, benevolent, wise, and smart. According to the legend of Jigui, or Jigui Salhua, she is beautiful as well. Sundok was born to King Jinpyong and Queen Maya in the kingdom of Shilla. In this time period, the kingdoms of Shilla, Bekje, and Gogoria were in a constant struggle for power, with diplomats and spies plotting uprisings. Born into this difficult period, Sundok's birth name was Princess Dokman. She had two sisters named Princess Chanmyong and Princess Sunhua. No one knows for sure who the oldest of the sisters was, but it's widely believed that Princess Chunmyong was the oldest. King Jinpyong was without a male heir, and so his line of succession was in question. At the time in Shilla, it was not impossible for a woman to rule as queen, but many were against it. Even in King Jinpyong's own case, when he came to power he was only 13, so his mother, Queen Sado, ruled in his place until he came of age. Nonetheless, he considered passing the crown to Princess Chunmyong's husband, Kim Yongsu. When Sondok heard the news, she pled her case to her father and insisted that she had as much right to the throne as Kim Yongsu. The king agreed and gave Sondok the chance to prove herself by gaining the trust and support of her people. Sondok managed to do this successfully at least until the point where the king accepted her as successor. Yet, others did not accept her, and some began an uprising. In May 631, Ichan Chilsuk and Achan Sokpum planned a rebellion, but they were discovered before it could even begin. Ichan Chilsuk and his family were taken to the public market, and all were beheaded. Achan Sakpum escaped into the neighboring territory of Bekje, but later he returned to find his wife. He exchanged clothes with a woodcutter in a plan to find her in secret, but he was recognized and arrested by soldiers waiting at his home. He also was subsequently executed. In January 632, Queen Sanduk became the first queen regnant of Shilla. Just after being crowned, she appeased her people by explaining her policies. She sent royal inspectors throughout the kingdom to help widows, widowers, orphans, 
the poor, and the elderly. Also in 632, Queen Sundok sent a diplomat to pay tribute to Emperor Taizong of Tang, the emperor of the Tang dynasty of China at the time. Emperor Taizong, however, refused to acknowledge Sundok as the ruler of Shilla because she was a woman. In the second year of Queen Sundok's reign, the astronomical observatory known as Chum Songde was completed. Chum Songde is the oldest surviving astronomical observatory in Asia and possibly even in the world. Chum Songde is 9.17 meters high. The observatory consists of a base that's 5.7 meters wide, a curved cylindrical body that shrinks in diameter as it moves upward, and a square top. The base consists of 12 rectangular stones which represent the 12 months of the year. The cylindrical body is built from 365 pieces of cut granite, which symbolize the days of the year. Midway up the cylindrical body is a square window, which also serves as the entrance to the structure. The window separates the body of Chumsongde into two layers, each having 12 stones above and 12 below. These layers symbolize the 12 months of the year and the 24 solar terms. From the base of the structure to the window entrance is filled with earth and rubble. It is presumed that an observation device was placed on the top. Queen Sundok was the reigning monarch upon the completion of Chum Songde, which had the purpose of helping farmers. This fell directly in line with her policies of helping the people. In 633, the second year of her reign, she announced that peasants would be tax-free for the year and the middle class would have reduced taxes. This act helped win the support of the lower classes and strengthened her position against the opposing male aristocracy. Once again, she sent a diplomat to Emperor Taizong of China, and once again, he refused to acknowledge her as ruler. According to the Samguk Sagi, an ancient historical record of the Three Kingdoms, bad omens began to befall Sanduk's reign starting in around 636. In March 636, Sanduk became ill, and no prayers or medicine could heal her. In March 638, Goguryeo, the kingdom of the north, attacked the mountain valley area of the kingdom of Shilla. In 639, the seawater on the eastern part of the Shilla kingdom turned red and all the fish died. The people of the Shilla kingdom saw these events as bad omens that would lead to the downfall of the Shilla kingdom. In 642, King Weija of Bekje, the kingdom to the west, personally led a campaign against the Shilla Empire. Weija managed to conquer 40 fortresses in the western part of Shilla. By 643, Bekje was working with Gogoryeo and had conquered Danghang Fortress, which was an important sea route to the Tang Dynasty of China. After the fall of Danghang Fortress, Queen Sundok sent a diplomat to the emperor of the Tang Dynasty and asked for assistance. The emperor agreed to provide assistance to Shilla so long as the Shilla dynasty agreed to three proposals. First, he would attack the Liadong Peninsula and carry out a naval campaign on the western area of Korea in order to occupy Baekje. Second, he would provide thousands of Tang uniforms and army flags so that the Shilla soldiers could disguise themselves 
as Chinese troops. Third, he would send a male royal of Tang descent to serve as the new king of Shilla. The emperor felt that Shilla faced a constant threat from their enemies because Sandok was a female ruler. The diplomat returned to the queen, but he was unable to tell her the proposals that the emperor had offered, possibly out of fear. Historians consider this series of attacks and raids by Bekje and Gogoria to be the first foundation for the unifying of the three kingdoms under Shilla. These attacks brought the Shilla kingdom to a point of crisis and pushed the kingdom to seek an alliance with the Tang dynasty of China. Although the Shilla kingdom would not conquer Gugoria until after Sondok's death, these events during her life are seen as the starting point in unification of the three kingdoms. During these attacks, Queen Sondok consulted a well-known Buddhist monk named Jajang for help. Jajang advised Sondok to build a great nine-story pagoda on the temple grounds of Huang Yong Sa. The purpose of the pagoda would be twofold. First, it would block foreign invasions, and second, it would help calm the masses. Queen Sondok accepted Jajang's proposal to build a nine-story pagoda, but soon learned that her advisors were strongly against it due to its cost and the heavy tax burden it would bring on the people. Sondok, however, decided to follow through with the plan, believing that a work of religious devotion would bring the people together. She insisted to her advisors that they tear down her palace and use its bricks and timbers if they think they lack the funds. The pagoda was completed within two years and was considered the tallest pagoda in East Asia at the time. Huang Yongsa Pagoda stood at 68 meters or 223 feet. The pagoda and the temple grounds served as a place where monks could pray for the welfare of the nation as well as a means to impress foreign dignitaries. The nine stories were meant to represent the nine nations of East Asia and Shilla's future conquest of those states. The pagoda continued to stand until 1238, when it was burned by Mongolian invaders. Queen Sondok was drawn to Buddhism, like her father, King Jinpyong. She often went to Huang Yongsa to pray for the wisdom and strength to save Shilla from danger. Along with the Huang Yongsa Pagoda, other Buddhist temples were created during her reign, including Bunhuangsa, Oseum, Sangwonsa, Yongmosa, Tongdosa, Wonjongsa, Bekdamsa, and Maguksa. There are various accounts about the husbands of Queen Sondok. According to the Hualang Segi, or the Annals of Hualang, Queen Sondok had three husbands. The first was Kim Yong-chun, a child of her grandfather, King Jinji. He was an official during her father, King Jinpyong's reign, and when Sondok came to power, Kim Yong-chun became a Sung Daedung. A Sung Daedung was considered the highest, most prestigious office one could attain in the Shilla dynasty, next to the throne. Sondok's second husband was Ulje, an official during Sondok's father's reign and a Song Daedung during hers. Her third husband was Lord Himban, also one of her father's brothers. The Samguk Yusa, or Memorabilia of the Three Kingdoms, 
states that Queen Sondok married her uncle, Galmun Hwangum, one year after she was crowned. However, despite these two sources, it is widely believed that Queen Sondok never wed in order to avoid political conflict. In the same way, the next female rulers, Queen Jindok and Queen Jinsong, were also unmarried. On February 8th, 647, Queen Sondok was faced with a rebellion from her highest officials. They were led by one of her appointed officials named Bidam, who stated that the female king failed to rule the country, therefore women should stop ruling. Bidam was highly influential and managed to create the largest rebellion in Shilla history. The danger of the rebellion was compounded by the fact that most of the army was away defending the kingdom from outside invaders. According to one source, the queen's health was quickly deteriorating and a star fell near the queen's residence. Bidam convinced his followers that this was a sign that it was time to rebel. The queen heard the news and got worried, but one of her loyal followers, Kim Yushin, flew a huge kite with a burning scarecrow attached to it, which made it appear as if the star had returned to its place. This discouraged Bidam's followers and helped to suppress the rebellion. On February 17th, 647 of the lunar calendar, Bidam and 30 followers were executed. The rebellion lasted less than 10 days. Queen Sondok died on February 17th, 647 of the lunar calendar, just before Bidam's rebellion was fully suppressed. No records identify the exact cause of her death. She was buried in a tomb in Nangsan, one of the sacred mountains in Gyeongju. After her death, her cousin, Queen Jindok, was named the next ruler of Shilla. After her death, many legends about Queen Sundok began to surface. One such legend concerns a painting of three peony flowers, along with peony seeds that were sent to her from Emperor Taizong of China. The queen had the seeds planted and remarked that, even though the flower was pretty, it probably did not have much fragrance. The flowers grew, bloomed, and later died, but never gave off a fragrance. Everyone was surprised and wondered how she could have known that the flowers would have no fragrance. She remarked that the painting showed no butterfly or bees beside the flowers. When he sent me this gift, Emperor Taizong was mocking me for not having a husband. Butterflies are not interested in peony flowers because they have no scent. This implies that she didn't have any husband because no man was interested in her. Some legends also say that the temple of Bunhuangsa, which translates to fragrance of the royal temple, was built in response to this mockery. Another legend tells of a man named Jigui who lived near the border of Gogoria and saw the queen passing by while she was visiting the capital. Jigui fell in love with her at first sight, stopped eating and sleeping, and did nothing but call out her name all day. This eventually drove Jigui insane. One day, Queen Sandok was visiting a Buddhist temple to pray. Jigui appeared calling out her name. The guards thrust him aside, but the action caught the queen's attention and she learned about his story. The queen took pity on Jigui and allowed him to follow her retinue into the temple. 
When the queen went to pray, Chigui had to wait outside in a pagoda. While he was waiting, he fell asleep. The queen soon returned from her prayers and saw him sleeping. Taking pity on him again, she placed a bracelet on the sleeping man's chest and left. When Jigui awoke, he saw the bracelet and he was so overwhelmed with love and joy that his whole body turned into a fire and burned down the pagoda along with Jigui with it. In a more modern version of the story, Jigui fell in love with the queen and they met every night in their dreams. In her dreams, he appeared as a handsome nobleman and advised her on how to overcome her problems as queen. One night, they met on a bridge in their dreams. After this meeting, Jigui stopped appearing in her dreams. Queen Sandak looked and found the bridge in real life, but the man she knew was nowhere to be found. Only a beggar was on the bridge. Sandak didn't recognize the man, but still she decided to leave a bracelet on his chest. When Jigui woke up, he was so overwhelmed with love and longing for the queen that his heart turned into fire that spread through his whole body. Then he flew to the heavens in a fireball, which caused rain to fall and ended the drought in Shilla. A third legend tells of a pond named Oak Moon or Jade Gate that's located in the temple grounds of Yong Myo Sa. On a winter day five years into the queen's reign, the frogs at the pond began to croak loudly. The queen immediately ordered 2,000 of her best soldiers to go to the western edge of the city and look for a valley named Yogun Gok, or Cradle of Life. There, her generals found and destroyed a group of 500 Bekje soldiers, along with 1,200 reinforcements who came to aid them. When asked how she knew about this, Sondok replied, that the frogs had shown it to her. A group of angry frogs signifies an army. Jade Gate is an expression of a woman's chastity, which is also symbolized with white. White in Chinese is yin, which also means west. In an old proverb, a man is supposed to die, in some sense, in the act of creating new life. So it meant that the Bekje army was hiding in the cradle of life and that they could be easily defeated. This legend is meant to show that the queen was well-versed in the philosophy of yin and yang, as well as able to interpret icons correctly. There's even a legend surrounding the death of Queen Sondok. People say that before she died, she told her officials to bury her near Dodichan, or Heaven of Grieved Merits. In Buddhism, this refers to a certain level of heaven. Her officials asked her where Dodichan was. She replied that it was on the southern side of Namsan Mountain. Decades after her death, the 30th king of Shilla, King Munmu, constructed the Temple of the Four Heavenly Kings, or Sachan Huangsa, in her tomb. This means that Queen Sundak managed to fulfill one of the sayings of Buddha Dodichan is above. Sachan Wang Chan. Queen Sondok has had a lasting legacy and still has an effect on modern culture. She has been portrayed by Yi Aejong in the 2005 EBS TV series Jump, portrayed by Yi Hyunjong in the 2006 to 2007 SBS TV series Yeon Gesomun, 
portrayed by Yi Yawan and Nam Jihyun in the 2009 NBC TV series Queen Sondok, portrayed by Yoon So-yi in the 2011 film The Bracelet of Blue Tears, portrayed by Park Jumi, Sun Jua, and Hong Eun-hee in the 2012-2013 KBS One TV series The King's Dream. She is the leader of the Korean civilization in the rise and fall expansion of the 4X video game Civilization VI. Sondok is a playable character in the mobile or PC game Rise of Kingdoms. She is featured in Sherry Holman's Sondok, Princess of the Moon and Stars, Korea, AD 595. She is portrayed by An Sodi in the 2017 KBS TV series Chronicles of Korea. She is a playable character in the online game Art of War. And she is portrayed in the 2021 web novel titled Queen Jindok by author Taeyang Dasheng. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Korean Atlas and History. Most of today's information was taken from the Namu Wiki and Wikipedia. We hope you enjoyed this program and we hope you check out our Facebook page. See you next time!